Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. World and one thing is true. You cannot help someone that doesn't want to be helped. Let's be honest here, bro. You're typing this shit. <laughs> if you sell a book, give me at least 50 bucks, bro. <laughs> I think um, a lot of what you just said there made a lot of sense to me, and I want to talk to you tomorrow. And I'm going to read your thing here, uh, probably like in the evening. Because I was reading the beginning when you were like uh, talking. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you said before that I have already put into words previously. Like I said, we are all the same, but in the end, we are, like we are so different. But in the end, we are all the same. We have the uh, all the same thoughts, right? For example, you focus your life in like in getting money. Some focus their life on uh, being the best doctor. Some focus their life on helping others. But in the end, it's like we have this endless pursuit for something that makes us feel happy. In, yeah, I definitely in, agree with that. Yeah, but like it, it, you cannot like. Um, you cannot like because you want to like um how do you say you want to compress reality into a small package that can be fully understood like by any person in this world because that's the human nature we want to diminish things to a more understandable like uh, uh, sort of image or like us or like Man, you even saw like Stephen Hawking, I think, saying like he wanted to like uh, he wanted to like um, his life pursuit was like to um, how do you say to compromise or uh, like, to compress all this this infinite and beautiful universe in one simple equation of I don't remember don't remember of how many inches he said, but it's more like one or two inches. See, this is the human nature. You want to compress everything. On a way that is like a, it's it's like you can touch it, you can see it, you can hear it, and you can tell it's this. Life is this, and it's this. So we have a clear path of what to do. But you cannot do that. Okay. The world is too big. You cannot probably really know what. Man, you, probably I, you you spend your life with your your wife for fifty years, and I bet after fifty years you will still find things about her that you didn't know that she had. And mm-hmm. this can be confirmed by any like a. Uh, Actually, like a married, like a couple over mm-hmm. fifty years, which is very rare nowadays. But yeah, but you oh, see, yeah. the the That's thing okay. is, there's always things to be discovered, bro. The problem is when you say, mm-hmm. "I already know it. I already know everything. I already have my my sort of like ideals and ideas like inside my head." There's nothing that you're gonna say that is gonna change. When you have that like mindset, you will stop improving. I agree. I think that when people have that mindset, they actually start to petrify. And they sort of die a little bit every day that they're not willing to learn anything because part of what you are is a learning creature. And when you stop learning, mm. you start decaying in some sense. Yes. Because if you, if you stop, because in fact, if, even if you want to stop, the world doesn't stop, you know, always, the world is always mm-hmm. progressing to, yes. uh, like uh, towards like a... Uh, in a straight like uh, direction, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in the in your life, you just want the world to stop. You just want to break. You I just want to like, I, I can't handle it anymore. I cannot hear a single sound of a voice anymore. Like you're just tired because. I'm not uh, like that. Hmm? I'm not. Yeah, like you that. cannot. But you probably are not like that. But I can guarantee that you will have a moment in your life that you will feel like that if you still didn't went through it. I can guarantee Maybe. you. I don't know. 
I make it. I can give you an example. Like for example, when my father passed away, I wanted the world to stop. I wanted the world to give me the time to grieve, to grieve, uh, to grieve him. I felt like um, how do you say like um. I don't know the words in in English to express like the the pain that I felt, but like the moment he died, mm. like uh, a part of my world just died with him. You know, like uh, I just felt robbed. You know, I felt robbed from the world, yeah, and sure. the world just kept yeah, just kept going on. You know, and when you're mm -hmm. going through this process of losing someone, is very hard, man. It's very yeah, very hard. It seems like we equivocated a little bit there, though. Like I definitely agree that. Um, you want the world to stop when you're grieving, right? but I don't think that um, that's the same as like when you get old and you become dogmatic and you stop learning things, right? Because you recovered from the grief; it was a temporary condition. Whereas when you stop learning things, generally that's it. Like you're done. That's it. that's all there is to it. Like the the amount of people that manage to begin learning again once they've stopped is, and do it do it effectively is pretty mm. low. But like, um, what I mean is not when on the process of grieving because I can be grieving for for a person that is no longer here. You can be grieving mm -hmm. for a, a a a job that you wanted so much and mm -hmm. you no longer have it and you lost your way. For example, they're different, they're you can be grieving days, because yeah. you. Yes, like it's different. Like uh, it's different for everyone. But like yeah, but the, 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 the main like, the main reason it's there. You know. Sorry, yeah, I'm just saying like the magnitude of the loss. Job exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Oh my god, but you can go like a. F I bet with you that we can stay speaking here for one month, and I cannot say everything that I have on my head. And this is also not good because this is like when you have like a fucking your brain is like you never you never felt your brain like almost like fucking like everything is full like it's a feeling of fullness that that is inside your head that's almost mm -hmm. like it's gonna explode. This yeah, is what right. I felt like a, a few months ago, and that's like I can't handle that. I can't. I need time for myself. I need time to rest my head. I can't because well, yeah, this is like the thing. Sorry. Sounds a little bit. Oh, uh, just to, first of all, I have I have a similar style of thinking. I'm very flighty. I'm all over the place. I'm quick, and people often struggle to keep up with me. But I think that what you're describing sounds a little bit like mania, man. Mania. Yeah. And like, like when you good. have. Sorry. Oh, no, no, go. No, no, you first because I want to, to hear what you wanted to say. Yeah, uh, mania is like a psychological thing where you become, your mood becomes elevated abnormally and you sort of like, uh, it's sort of as if you've taken a stimulant, mm. right? Like you have like a very amped up thinking and speaking process and you can be excited and reckless and stuff like that. And uh, often you're very enchanted by the things you're saying. And um, people who are intelligent, who have maniacs and very creative, because you, you know, having a thinking style that jumps all over the place to begin with, and then having um, like going through like a, what would you call it? A phase mentally where your thinking is like, well, elevated, you know what I mean? Like it is, that's the technical clinical term is elevated. When your mood's elevated, when your thinking is elevated, you know, it's sort of like a little that bit of a fucking like um, how do you say like the there are like because I, I I one thing that I was diagnosed when I was little is like um, hyperactive hyperactivity. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah, somehow I'm still hyper hyperactive, and I can tell that when I speak because I, I speak a lot. You know, like I feel this, but I can control the other aspects of like uh, never wanting to be quiet, like uh, to be still, never wanting to be, 
to, to, to be doing this. One bad thing that I can tell about hyperactivity is like uh, to do the same thing over and over. It's mm -hmm. like killing me slowly over time. Mm -hmm. And this is a problem in the world because like eventually like, you know, for example, I'm going to give you an example. You study, I studied to be a travel agent after this. First, I wanted to be a doctor, right? Uh, then I got to the point for personal problems. I left school. I never lost like a, a year mm -hmm. in school. So I had that capability. But mm -hmm. like, uh, unfortunately, due to depression and due to other things from all the outside, mm -hmm. you know, I quit. Mm -hmm. Then I was so happy. I was sad at the time, but then I was so happy because when I studied to be a travel agent, I understood that I had like the affinity to, for languages. Because oh. the difference now is like, I do not need to study to get an 18 or a 19 mm -hmm. on this subject when to have like a 13 or 14 on sciences and technologies. Uh, like, because this is the thing. I was, I had always the capability of being one of the best yes, without yeah. having to try. And then I went to the, the high school and I thought, ah, I had sciences. So biology, it's going to be the same. It's the same shit, right? So I do not need to study for this shit. So I thought mm -hmm. I'm going to get my 18, my yeah, 19, yeah, I had a 10. I was like, what the fuck, bro? But I, I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. This is no longer like the school that I'm used to, bro. This is no longer going to be like the way it's it always been. But uh, I got uh, an average of 13, 14, I think, in sciences and technologies. Mm -hmm. But when I go to like a, to the, a travel agent course, I was so happy because like I'm getting good grades. I don't need to study too much. Everything that they say sticks in my head. Good, right? Good. Unfortunately, due to like personal reasons, I had to leave the the, the course because I had to travel. And then when I traveled, I go back and I say, look, I took more time than I said that I would. I would. But if you want, I take an exam. And like um, for all the months that I didn't like. Uh, I, as I have not been here mm -hmm. and you know what they told me yeah. not trying to sound like arrogant I know you have the capability too but we cannot allow it because uh, there was a change in like the um, the presidency of like the mm -hmm. government so they changed some like some politics uh, about this then I found another school bro that gave the same course and still you know what's the thing yeah. I would still have one year uh, ahead of the course that I was. You know what's the mm -hmm. problem? You know, during the time of depression, I would I, I, I failed on math. So my math was behind. So for that like thing, I could not enter like the the travel agency like um, course. What, Still going a few steps ahead. Why mm. did you want to be a travel agent? Sorry? Because my I had to oh, to go to Venezuela because my father had like some business there. Ah, okay. So it was like a means to an end. Exactly. Let's say like that. Yeah, means to an end. Uh, like some problems that needed to be solved and needed to be there too. Yeah, yeah. That makes go, sense. Going far ahead in the future, bro. I go to the UK. Mm -hmm. And there I have, without any course, I have the chance to work as well. One of like the... Um, one, how do you say, like, there's travel agents and you can be travel agent and you can work in hospitality. Right? Right? Hospitality. I think that's the name of... How do you call it's it like, a, some, like the service industry, like serving food and stuff? Uh, no, hospitality, what I mean, like um, when you work as like um, a front desk person on on, on, uh, on the hotel, a receptionist, I could work as a receptionist, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I worked there 
And uh, I was like, look, I I didn't know I was studying to, to do this. And in the end, I didn't needed like the course to do this. I'm doing it right now. And bro, I was like, I'm glad I didn't finish the course because this is this shit is boring as fuck. How can someone stay? Uh, travel uh, waiter. I was gonna say travel agent waiter, but yeah, yeah because you, that's another thing. No, I was working as a waiter, but then I quit my job. It was that thing that I said to myself, I need time, bro. I can't handle, like, need time. I can't make it. What What do you want to do in the future? Good question. If you can invite me. I think. I just know that the, the thing that I hate the most and I love the most at the same time is people. So mm -hmm. this is very contradicting. I love people and I hate them at the same time. Hmm? Have you ever considered studying philosophy? I don't know, man, because when I was in sciences and technologies, we had like philosophy and we had like um, we had like uh, all that uh, ethics and morality about uh, Kant and etc. And at the time, I did not show like any interest on it. And one of the like the, the the jokes is like one of the things that interest me the most now. It's like philosophy, like and theology, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, what this is the thing. The timing of uh, what I decided, it was always wrong. I always decided it on the wrong time. And I do not know, man. If you ask me, do you want to be a philosopher? And I say, why? All the philosophies are all, are, are all written. What am I going to, like, argue That's about? I'm going to do what? Bro, but what, what, are you, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to, like, uh, say, like, for example, okay. I remember three laws of morality. One says, know. or freedom. One says that uh, we all have, like, uh, freedom. One says that uh, we are never free, and the others say that we are free and we are uns uh, but we are conditioned. What am I gonna argue about? What, which one is right? Well, you see yeah, the first of all, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And it's the like all, no, the second of all, it's the things that you've been saying about people and life that is philosophy. Mm. You just don't identify it as such. I don't like, know. You're telling me very insightful stuff. You're telling me insightful stuff about the nature of the world and the nature of people. Uh, the nature of people is psychology, and the nature of the world is philosophy. I don't know, man, because like uh, all the most kind acts that you can do, you do them unconsciously. You know, you you do them if you really are a kind person. When you do something kind or compassionate, you do it without a second thought. You're not yes, thinking so consciously you know. about it. You're just doing it because you feel mm -hmm. it's right, and when you feel yeah. it's right. You can, like, I don't know, I like to write, for example, I like to write about, like, a, uh, for example, about, like, a poetry and, like, I like to write about, like, a, for example, romance. Why? Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's one of the most important things. In the end of the yeah, day, sure. we can all act tough and we can all, like, try to look like the G and of our, like, hood, you know, like, because... I, I definitely agree. And I, you I'm just do those poetry. things. And I'm writing a couple of books. And I think, like, ultimately, like, the... Stuff that you're saying indicates to me that you have a penchant for thinking and you seem to think pretty clearly. And like my, my own experiences thinking clearly have taught me that learning to articulate what the rules are is even is helpful, it's very helpful. Because if, if you already know what's true and you know how to tell the differences between things, you know what I mean? If you're good at the dialectic, which it sounds like you are, 
running the vernacular can be extremely Sorry to interrupt you just now. I just see here, studied computer science and philosophy at Griffin University. Sorry, bro. Out. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel bad for saying that shit about philosophy now. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> no, you see, like, the text that you sent me, it has here where you studied, like, uh, philosophy. Yeah. Yes, and I was like criticizing philosophy. What am I gonna argue about? And like, then like you study philosophy, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine, man. I don't mind. Like, I think the thing is that you like you, you don't know a lot of the philosophy, but like it seems like you only taught a little bit, and there's a lot to it. And like you think, like I said, you think clearly. You know what I mean? I yeah, I know what you mean. Like you, you question things, you try to look a logical answer, you try yeah. to express what yeah, you like, think. Easily, but then yeah, that is the process of philosophy. Yes, philosophy, philo plus fee, the, the, the sake of like uh, knowledge. Definitely. And, like, and by the way, like she, she, her name was Sophia, which in my country means wisdom. So That's it's like good, calling, man. like you're falling in love for Sophie. <laughs> Isn't like, awesome. you, you want to hear like a, um, how God or the world sometimes is like sarcastic? Mm -hmm. The she her name was like a uh, Katya Sofia, and when I went to Venezuela, I went to a, to a city that was called Katya, the name of my first love. Isn't that funny? It's definitely an interesting coincidence. Yeah, like it's like one of those things that you okay, that's funny. I understand the sarcasm, God, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but well, I mean, do you, do you believe in God? Hmm. Do you believe in God? Yes. I am more like uh, I believe in God, but I do not believe. Like I do not. How do you say? Like I do have. I don't know one hundred percent for sure what is the right like uh, story, so to say. But I do believe in a higher power, yeah, because it's a personal truth again. How do you how do you define God? I'm gonna like um. All, all, like they say, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at the same time. But you and, don't do you think that God is illogical? No, he's, you cannot judge his logic based on the logic of a human being. Because you're thinking, like I read this book that is called like uh, uh, brains, uh, 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 Brain and Reality. So mm -hmm. your left brain devises, your right brain compiles. So all this, this image, this like... Uh, all the like the images, the sounds, uh, everything that surrounds you, you're compiling it with the senses that you have, right? So this is logic. So what they say is your body cannot show what, what what is here with your senses. It cannot show you more than you already you, you sure? already have knowledge of. Sure? Right? I'm not one hundred percent sure, but like I know that through meditation okay. you can see more. You yeah. can see more, and yeah. if like if you go and search about it, yeah. How is it that we know things? Okay, so like when we look at the world, mm. we evaluate it, right? We we know some things about it, right? We have mm. science, and science is like this really cool, accurate way that we model the world that allows us to act in the world in such a way that we get what we want. Do you agree to that? Uh, it's more like a science is like a. Because when I think of science, I look at this. When they want to prove an idea, they want to be able to explain to the world in a way that, like, there should be an experiment that could be replicated 
by anyone in the world in every point in time and they would have the same outcome yep. when they do that then that is the truth how do you know that is not because i tried the experiment i did like they they said i questioned their logic it had the logic when i experimented it it worked so therefore it's real but the problem okay. is like your science is always changing right okay, so then and like you said how do i perceive the world how i know mm -hmm. what is true and is not because mm -hmm. i can touch it i can feel it i can taste it and i can i uh, i can like um have a sense that it's here yeah. i'm feeling it you know yeah. with all my senses that's why i believe it's real mm -hmm. But if I think like that, I cannot think. I cannot think like that. God is real because I cannot see him, right? But I'm gonna give you an example that Doctor Who, for example, which was a, ser a series mm -hmm. that I like, they give like a, this example one on, on uh, an episode that they had about like um, the afterlife, right? The guy says, imagine that all the babies inside the wombs of their mothers, they could talk to each other, like mm -hmm. we are talking right now, right? But when, when one of them was born, they thought it was it. They died. There's no more life. But yet, he is here. He is you right now, for example. This is just more life than you expected. Because you could have no knowledge about this life inside your mother's womb, right? So when you try to... This is very, like, a fictionary, like, fictional. But, like, when you try to think you like this... Like uh, through the spirit world, you can only know as much as the world shows you. Yes, so you can only have like. Uh, here's the question. Sorry. Okay. What does the world show us? Because the world show me what we manage to see in it. You know what I mean? Like when I look at when I look up at the sky, I don't see the things that we've managed to see. I see like you know fucking. Well, I see material, I see space, I see time, I see particles, you know, things are moving and I'm moving, everything is moving. You probably are more I'm left, uh, more left, uh, like the guy said, like you're more left, uh, left brain, you know, the left brain, people that mostly use their left brain tend to be more like, um, um, how do you say, like, uh, in a good way, they tend to be more okay. prompt for like sciences and yeah. to be more logical, uh, and people with the, sorry. The left brain, right brain stuff. Okay, so the left brain is involved in linguistic process, processing and calculation, and the right brain is involved in creative stuff. But it's not as simple as most people seem yeah, to suggest. Like it's a lot. Like if you, yeah, if you look it up, like it's very complicated the science, and it's not as simple as like exactly. people being left brain because each other right help and compensate the for other sides. Yeah, for the other sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like because they have like um, you know, like the bridge that connects the two brains, which is like the corpus callosum. They have made some experiments, uh, uh, not more, no, it's not like experiments. The subjects that had this uh, side of like uh, this connector of the brain had to be cut. Like they, they seen mm -hmm. that so, like when they did tests with the, just the left eye and the right eye, they had some problems because like uh, one was like yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. it, but he could not, they, he could not explain why, you know, mm -hmm. because it, they are That's dependent of each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, so we did actually get a little off topic because what we were talking about was the way that we know things and yeah. what I was describing to you is that like yeah. perception is like nebulous, you know what I mean? Like it, things look a certain way to us, for instance, like when I'm looking at Subjective, this like, yeah. table in front of me. Right? Yeah, like, you can, you can look at the same table, thing and have a different idea than me because yeah, I no, will be looking like, for I something think, different. Yes, but I just want to like illustrate that we can have something oh, yeah. in common, which is different to what we perceive. Right? So, like we perceive wood as like a solid object, right? Okay. So, but the thing is that 
in physics, we happen to know that like what we might call a solid object is actually uh, made up of atoms and that atoms are mostly free space. Right? So that atom, like mathematically speaking, atoms are mostly mm. free space, but because of the scale that we're looking at them on, they look solid to us. And when we touch them, they seem solid, yet we know for a fact that that perception of the world isn't quite accurate. Right? Yes. That, it, that it's sort of like an illusion of like the scale at which we perceive the world. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like the fact that we know, for instance, that atoms are mathematically speaking, mostly free space is an, a way that we have come to know the world, which is a little bit beyond your perception of it. Don't you think? Okay, keep going. I'm following you. Yep. So like you were using our rationality. To see the world a bit more yes, clearly. Yes, you're trying to rationalize the world, but uh, there are things mm -hmm. you cannot rationalize. For example, the feeling that you feel when you are in love, like, for example, the Buddhists say that you are being conscious, like some psychologists say, that uh, that happiness that you felt when you were in love is simply you being completely conscious about everything that surrounds you. Is it? But then you cannot be... Yeah, that's what they say, at least, like, who am I? But I, I agree with them. Why do, do, do lights, like, uh, seem more bright? Why do you feel that, like, that butterflies in your stomach? Mm -hmm. Bro, that's only physiology and psychology, bro. Some people have different understanding. Exactly, because we are different. We are different. We have different interpretations about, like, the same thing, right? You might say it's emotional. Some people, is like... Hello. Don't cut him off. You have a habit of cutting people off. I happen to be very much enjoy enjoying this conversation. Yeah, but he can, he can participate on the conversation. He probably wants to no, present no. his idea. And if he's going to do it in a positive way, it's okay. I know how Tanzil usually does it. He interrupts too much and it's irritating when I'm trying to listen to you speak. Could you continue? I fucking forgot. No, what I was saying is like, um, oh my God, can you recapitulate like what I was yeah, saying? We're, we're, because we're, I was talking about... Basically... We were talking about perception and the difference between perception and truth. Yeah. Perception and truth. What's the difference between perception and truth? I think a truth is something that is uh, is like um, how, how do you say like the a truth is something that can be can be proved something that was proven. A perception no, is something that, that. No, for me a perception is something that you have an idea of. Mm -hmm. I have a perception yes, that I, you I are an knowledgeable person. Okay. But probably when you start right. speaking, like for like for example, for a whole like ten minutes, I, I find out this guy is an idiot. Like you will relate to this yeah, with certain people, right? Okay. Um, uh, a, a truth is something. For example, it's true. It's a truth that I need air to breathe. I need oxygen look, I to accept, breathe, right? I accept the dichotomy that you're illustrating, but I think that truth is a bit. It goes a bit further than that in terms of analysis. See, but okay, that's so your perception. You're, you're trying to like well, that's your. Yes, yes, that is my perception, but let's see if you agree, right? So, like, what we mean when we say that something is true is something beyond what we can demonstrate now. As you said, what scientific truth is is always changing, right? But the truth doesn't so, like, need to be scientifically, like, bro. Scientific, no, 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 bro. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, scientific, like, scientific models are our most accurate models, and the scientific truth is always changing because when we're wrong, we update it. But what I'm saying is that truth, the concept that we're considering, and truth itself, is something that is immutable. And it doesn't have anything to do with what we think of it or how we evaluate it. It has nothing to do with us proving it. Truth is something that is true because of its nature. It is existent in and of itself. It is self-defined. Like when we say, for instance, that 
for instance, for instance, that two plus two is four. That's mm -hmm. true. And mm -hmm. it's true independently of our postulation of it. It's something that is an immutable truth. If we weren't around to say it, two plus two would still equal four because it follows logically from the definitions. And there are certain rules that exist in the universe, which we can grasp rationally, that don't exactly, like, it's difficult to see what the distinction is between perception and reality. But we've developed rules to tell when something's true and when something's not. How do you and explain this is a change of subject? How do you explain, for example, those dreams that you have that uh, it feels exactly like reality, but yet you know it's a dream because you wake up? Mm -hmm. That's a hallucination. The truth is a, is a fact, I think you want to say, but the, the no. fact is just okay. No, what I'm trying to say is like, um, Listen. Well, I had I dreams like it. walking through the street like, as I'm like, I'm sitting down here. It, it real is this. And you're like living inside that, that, that reality, right? That for you is reality yeah. at that moment, at least. Mm -hmm. You call it an hallucination because it's a projection uh, of something inside your mind. Yeah. Or like in, in your reality, because an hallucination can happen in reality when you're waking. Mm, when you're no, waking, no, right? It can, can, can happen, happen bro. It, through dehydration, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It can happen when you're conscious, for sure. Like, I just don't think that, like, you shouldn't say hallucinations, hallucinations happen in reality because they're happening in your head. They're not outside your head. Like, you're mistaken about the way things are. That's what a hallucination is. Mm. That's sort of like what I'm getting at overall is because truth is something which is the way it is, independently of anything that you think about it. And the things that we say are facts are merely our best guess at what is true. And what, what we subjectively articulate when we describe truth is sort of like a, a method for arriving at almost truth, but we don't have access to what is actually true, despite the fact that what we're aiming at when we model the world of science is something that is true independently of anything we think of it. And that's exactly why physics works, because it's not just mathematical conjecture. There's something about it that's actually consistent with the way the world is. But like, um, there's not like... Okay. You, but you will like not be able to, like, the thing that yes, you I said, right, now, you try to seek for truth, right? But the truth that you are seeking is going to be different from me. Like, for, for no, me, no, you know, like... Saying. I'm saying that, like, our truths are the same. Yeah, it but just, what you said right now, it's, goes... it's a truth. You just said you want to seek a truth. Yeah, but the thing that you said, you, you almost, like, put it, like... Uh, the way you 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 express it, I agree, but it, it makes me. Yeah, sorry. Perspective is always uh, opinion, but uh, truth can be only. Uh, no, no, no. What I was gonna say is that the way he said it, it's almost like uh, it doesn't matter how how much I try to seek the truth. The truth that the truth is not like uh, in our like grasp. No, you know, no. like no, I didn't say that though. And I don't think it. I think that we but can... But I think some truths are out of our grasp, bro. I, I believe that. Yeah. Some truths are I not... I think, yes, but here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you, you admit that it's possible that you're wrong about that, right? Yes. Yes. And so what I'm saying is, we don't know that any truths are out of our grasp. I, I respect that that's your opinion, but I happen to disagree. And isn't it better to figure it out? Like, let's talk about it, because maybe we can get to the bottom of the matter and figure out whether the things that seem out of our grasp are really out of our grasp or whether we just don't know what our limitations are because I, I would say that we used to think prove, that flying uh, was prove impossible. Me that God, prove, prove me that God exists. Give me even yeah. one, one, one path 
that probably can at least show me a little bit of his existence. I don't, think, I, I don't think that God is the correct word, but I believe in the transcendent, and I can demonstrate logically that it exists. But like transcendent yeah. is what? Like you can transcend what? Your mind, no, your consciousness, like, your intelligence? Nature. Nature is transcendent. Okay, the world is a lot more so you can you think you can transcend this plane of existence or this world? No. no what do you I mean? Like I'm confused. Okay, so we 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 in a physical system. Do we agree about that? Yes. Yeah. It's material. It's physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, it's according to physical laws. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. Like the gravity, the time, etc. Space time. Yeah. Yes. Those are physical mechanics, right? So. What I'm saying is like physical mechanics describe the way that things are in a physical universe, right? Do you agree to that? Yes. Yes. The one thing that physical mechanics don't do is they don't explain why there should be a physical system. They don't explain why there should be some physical mechanics at all. They don't, they don't answer that question. And so the process of answering that question is something called metaphysics. It's like sort of like the mechanics of why there are physical systems, if you follow me. So it's like another like uh, area to to basically like uh, <laughs> explain why the existence of physical like mechanics. Yes, yes, it's like it's a, why it like is needed. Observe, yeah, 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 exactly. And like in in the study of metaphysics, metaphysics addresses the first principles of things. Okay. So one of the things one of the things that metaphysics deals with is the first principles of existence. And if we can figure out what the first principles of existence are, right, then we have a basis for everything else that we think is true. And those first principles of existence would be the formula for truth in some sense. So the formula for truth would be the formula for God, because basically if you know the truth, you can yeah. recreate it. For example, imagine that you discover in some point in time how, the, how actually the Big Bang happens, what you need to mm -hmm. create the Big Bang. Yeah, and they're trying to like people ask questions like, okay, we this originated from a big, a big like a ball of matter that like exploded and expanded, mm -hmm. and it's constantly expanding. And people ask questions, but what happened like uh, before like the the Big Bang? And now they come with the string theory that says that the universe creates itself because it has the the that. need to create itself, not because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they say that you have like these sort of layers between universes, and when they collide, they create what we call the Big Bang. So, the, like, what the question now is like, if what you're saying is true, what is like uh, uh, before, like the the the, the layers, like yes, what created the layers? I can explain so, that. Man, for me, that's a lot you of like me. honestly, like for me, that is a lot when of like you, a. Look, bullshit that people like are mm -hmm. trying to yeah uh, they're, yes. they're basically they're trying to look no, i know the truth that. make me famous just like me, sorry just give me a second like i agree with you lots of people are like that all right but uh you seem reasonable to me right? yeah. I, i'm not saying i know the truth i'm saying i have a good idea right i have a pretty good idea and the idea concerns the truth. Mm. So do you want to listen to the idea yeah. and tell me if you can see how it's wrong? Yeah, please, so I want to be educated. <laughs> yes, so in the beginning, there's either something or there is nothing. Do you agree? But if I believe in the Big Bang, I cannot say there was nothing because there had to no, be no, something. No, I know, but let's, let's leave that aside. Let's leave that aside. Let's say like we're talking about like the, the 
origin of existence, right? The okay. Big Bang could that, be that like a development a lot, like, lot down the line. Okay, no, no, let's say like there are only two possibilities. That's what I want to establish, right? There either okay. was nothing or there was something. Do you okay. agree? Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, there's no third option? No. We're just like thinking okay. that there was nothing yep. or there was something. Mm-hmm, yep. And like I'm just saying, like you can't think of a third option? No, I'm not, no, because you told me to, to just think like this or there was something or there was nothing. I'm just mm -hmm. like... Yes, putting yes, me in, in a mindset that there is only these two options. There's no third, no fourth, no fifth. No, no, but it's I, just I these two. To consider, consider, like be, like think critically about what I'm saying. So I want you to try to come up with a third option if you can. If there was nothing or there was something, what is the mm -hmm. third option? No, no, I'm not saying there is one. I'm saying do your best. Try to figure one out if you can. Honestly, like it's. Good. It's gonna take me a while, man. If I was gonna like think it, like I would have to yeah, think course, it through the night. Of course. Okay, but okay. at the moment, there's nothing that comes to my mind, honestly, out of the blue. Mm -hmm. now. Awesome. I'm ha I'm happy for you to like come back and we can discuss it again when you thought about it. But just quickly, like that's actually what's known as the law of excluded middle. It's one of the three like laws of thought, like the principles of classical logic, right? And so what it means is that something is either true or it's false, and there's it's not neither or both. Like, there's no other option. It's either true or it is false. Do you agree with that? But that's like, um, because my philosophy teacher at the time, he said I was like uh, too, too, too polar, you know, because I believed in polarity, that the, if there's good, there has to be evil. If there's like a true, there has to be false. And some things in life do not apply to this. Yes. There is a middle term. Yes. And no, like, when is, I think yeah, about that. Like, I, I agree with that. I think that like, Look, it's a nuance, right? It depends yes, on because the I think like this because, oh. like, I'm being taught to think like this. But, uh, no, but here's what I'm the saying, most like, creative people, like, they think out of the box. They think like in a different yes. way, you know? Yes, but I'm saying, I'm saying that the key to being like good at being creative is to think creatively but clearly. And I'm saying that one of the ways that we know to think clearly is that we say, so if we're proposing something. Right? We we say that something is true by saying I think this or okay. this the is only true or whatever. You know, that comes to my head is like this. Imagine that there's nothing, but there's nothing here as I know it. But who knows mm -hmm. if outside this plane of existence there was something mm -hmm. that I simply do not know. It, it, mm -hmm. it, people, some people call it gold. Uh, some people mm -hmm. call it like gold. Mm -hmm. But it can be something else that I still mm -hmm. even like just don't have yeah. the the knowledge or mm -hmm. like the perception to talk about yeah. because it, you cannot assume like for example something outside your plane of existence because it's going to contradict what what like the science is mm -hmm. about because science is about this mm -hmm. world what you mm -hmm. can see what you what you can prove what you mm -hmm. call it truth right so that's why you have to yes but i would say so that. there was nothing or there was or there was something but if you want to prove this too by just assuming that uh, everything that was created inside this like the, this universe was originated in this universe you're never gonna get a true conclusive like answer how, how do you know how do you know that what, what if you're wrong about it? how can you prove me were you there okay. did you experience no, 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 it no 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 i don't have to be there man how did it happen at the start of the big bang no one experienced that. Oh, but we model it, right? Don't we? You, we use math. Yeah, you, you, math and we yeah say, okay. exactly. But imagine that, like, uh, no, but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Maybe mm -hmm. we can model this too. How do you know we can't? I will not know until I try. Exactly. Okay. So let's try to model it. So what I'm saying is there are two possibilities. Right? Mm -hmm. Either there was something or there was. 
something. And even if the something that exists is beyond your comprehension or imagination, yeah. it's still something somehow. You know what I mean? It's a thing of some variety, even if you don't know how to talk about it. Don't you agree with that? Yes. There, there is either absolutely nothing, which is an absence of all things that could exist, hmm. or there is something. But don't you agree that an absence of all things that could exist is absence? And how, what is really nothing? What is, what is absence? Because, but, yes. like, honestly, try to think okay. about absence, like a, okay. absolute but, absence of time, space, mm -hmm. uh, even dark. Mm -hmm. Like, if, you, like, if it's dark because it's the absence of light, but there's still okay, something, okay. like, left, you know? Yes, what, what I'm saying is, like, so when we say something's absent in real life, right, we mean that it's not where it could be. Is that right? Sorry, I did not uh, pay attention. What did you say? So when we say like an object is absent from, say, our desk in real life, we mean yeah. that it is not where it could be. It is simply not within the grasp of the desk when you say that. It doesn't mean it's well, not yeah, like... No, no, um, I mean, like well, the point is that it could be on the desk, but it isn't, right? Yes, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's, no, the, um, what I'm saying is like to say that something is absent is to say that it does exist, but that it isn't here. But the problem is like... You're talking about mm -hmm. an object and you're saying like it's yes, absent yes, there correct. because you have no, 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 a concept, no, no, no. Listen, but you listen, have listen. A, but, but I, I agree, I agree. I'm, I'm just trying to, like we agree about that. I agree with the distinction that you're making, right? Because you're saying that what I'm talking about when I say absolute absence is actually general. It's not specific, but what the example with the cup is specific, right? The example that you give, yeah, it, it, it's like, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's right, but like, when you yes, say uh, that, but it you, you, you said, for example, the object. Why you said the object? Because you have, uh, how do you say, a, perc a perception, and it's in mm -hmm. within your grasp. So you have like a sort of knowledge that this object exists. So this object is near. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, like, we're talking about something. I can, I can see that it, that like for me it's real, but you cannot like apply that. For example, you cannot say that it was. Uh, oh my god, this is because we're gonna go into like. Um, it's like a confusing ground, you know, like That's for okay. me at least. It's okay. But like, um, because the, you're saying the object, the object, why it's an object. If there was nothing or there was something uh, for mm -hmm. you to, so because we we're, again, the problem that I'm having is we're thinking with yes. like, with what we have oh, here right now. Just give me one you know? Just give me one sec. Right? I, I think I understand, right? You're saying that if there was actually nothing, there wouldn't be an object to be missing. Is that right? Exactly. Yes, so if there was I, nothing, I that, that, you would, yes, yeah, yes, there was nothing. Absence, total absence. What is total absence? Well, if you no, that's what I'm saying. Let's say, like, let's examine what absence is in specificity, and we'll see if we can extrapolate from that to the general definition, all right? Okay, absence, so, the state of being away yeah. from a place or person. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. I do not agree no, with listen, this. Listen, listen, listen. Absence is that an idea? It's an abstract concept, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And an abstract concept is a thing. Do you agree? <laughs> but even like when you think about absence, no, just just answer the question. Do you agree to that? An abstract concept is a thing. But if it's abstract, it, it, it's like it's, uh, it's perceivable. No. And I'll let you say no. That, I will say no. I will no. say no. So okay, quickly, an abstract concept. It must be a thing inside your mind. At least. Do you agree to that? I cannot answer that, honestly. Let, let, let me put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this. 
when I say, for instance, that a cup is absent from my desk, right? You know what I mean, don't you? Yes. Yes, so absence is attached to a meaning, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay, so now let's think about that, all right? So if absence, so that in the meaning expresses a state of affairs, do you agree to that? Sorry, you had some cuts, bro. Mm -hmm. Can the you repeat it? Expresses a state, the meaning expresses, expresses a state of affairs. Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is that for that state of affairs to be related with the word, right, mm -hmm. the state of affairs has to consist of a condition. Do you agree? Yes. Yes, and the condition is um, being not there, essentially. Being what? Sorry? Being at, not there, like being away, not exactly, exactly being away. not present, yeah. Yes. I agree. Yes. All right. So what I'm saying is that for us to have absolute absence proposes that there is a state of affairs. And if there is a state of affairs, then there is something that is present. Okay. The condition, the condition of absence, which is mm -hmm. the abstract idea that we connect with the word, if we say that the condition of absence is absolutely true, something is true. And that thing is not absent. And absence has to be present in order for us to say that there is an absolute absence, because that's what the language means. Yes. See, you, you're just like, uh, mm -hmm. you're just saying exactly what I'm saying, but like in a more, um, in a more like a clearer way. Like, so yes, to say. Yes, that's to do. Exactly. But like, that's yeah. the problem that I have, because that's exactly it. To say absence, like the, even the concept of absence is attached to like something. Like uh, in my mm -hmm. mind, it's it's thinking like that. Okay, why we think yeah. about about absence? Because like some guy, so this some guy, so it has an orange, so it's not absence. You know, it's like contradictory. You know, like mm -hmm. if um, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You agree, absence is contradictory. Yes. Right, yeah, that's the first premise, right? So so just give me a second because my mom arrived, bro. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry, we're just negotiating dinner. What <laughs> is gonna be made? Okay, and I will have to go. Yeah, but uh, I will do. I have a uh, look. You already fucked me up with my friend, so it's gonna be one yeah, hour and a half of like debate. So I agree with your what you just said right now. You mm -hmm. what you said has logic. Yep. So what I want to do with that is I want to say, okay, that's let's return to our previous question. The question was like in the beginning there was something rather or there was nothing right those are the only options and it was, it's got to be one yes yes and we just agreed but, that nothingness is contradictory don't you agree yes. to that yes, yes based on what you said yes something that is contradictory cannot be true therefore there must have always been something do you agree oh my god all my brain cells are like fucking like because i cannot prove it you know even if i believe it no, but you can, you can think, you can, listen, listen, listen. It's called a proof by contradiction. What we're doing is we are considering if the opposite thing could be true. So we're thinking outside the box with itself. no, like, thing limiting our reasoning. Is that it? No, 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 no. We're using, we're using one of the laws of thought. We're saying the law of non-contradiction is true, right? You can't contradict yourself and be correct about anything. Like, if you're contradicting yourself, 
the thing that you said is automatically untrue. That's the law of non-contradiction, right? Okay. So what we're saying is we're saying, all right, let's consider the opposite of what we think is true. And if we can show that thinking the opposite is contradictory, then we show that the thing we think is necessarily true. Okay, let's true. assume that what you said is correct. If uh, nothing, nothing, nothingness or absence cannot truly exist because it's, a, it's attached to, to something, there was yep. always something. But what, how this always yep. something like originated? Yes, and I can explain that as well, believe it or not. So, I'm all ears, bro. I assume you know how, how uncertain knowledge is. Uncertain? Mm -hmm. Like we can't know things for sure. Yes. Where, Science cannot be 100% sure. Even scientists like Richard uh, <laughs> Hawkins says that, that we, you cannot ever be 100% sure. Yeah, I can give you a quick example. I learned on school, for example. I know. I know, I know that, I know the principle, and like that's what I'm talking about, actually uncertainty is a thing, we both agree about that, yes. we're, we're never certain about anything. Um, so basically, it, it sort of goes like this, right? Like, so there's very little that you can actually trust very much, because, do you know who Descartes was? Descartes, yeah. yeah. I heard about so his name, you know, but I'm not like, it's not ringing yeah. a bell like, right now, okay. honestly. So I'm a little bit off the topic of like the... It's okay, that's okay. Listen, he came up with this line of reasoning that is probably like the most famous line of reasoning anyone. And it goes like this, okay? It goes, I doubt, therefore I think, therefore I am, thus I Yeah, we have that in Portuguese, yeah. The moment mm -hmm. you said it, that it means log I think, therefore I exist, yeah. Yeah, I know no, that, no, that's no. very famous. But we meme it a little bit. The first statement is actually really important, okay? Because the, that's the reason that it's valid. So basically what Descartes did is he tried to use proof by contradiction on everything. And what he found was, well, not exactly. He, sorry, he tried to doubt everything. That's more accurate, right? What he found was that in the process of doubting, it was impossible to doubt that he was doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you doubt like something. Like thinking the same way that we are like the, describing the other like uh, things? Yes, yeah, sort of, yeah. Like so if I say I doubt something, so I doubt that I exist is only possible if you exist to say it. Yes, I understand the, what you say. Yep. Mm -hmm. So basically he used deductive reasoning on the proposition I doubt. And then he went, okay, I doubt. What does I doubt mean? I doubt means I think in a way that means that I don't trust the information as it presents itself to me. But that means that I think. So therefore I think. And then he said, okay, so what does I think mean? I think means... Like I have to think, you have to be basically. You have to exist in order to think. You can't have a thought if you're not there. Yes, I'm. So I'm he here. said, okay. So, yep. He said, I think. He said, I doubt. Therefore, I think. Therefore, I am. And then he said, okay, I've concluded that I exist. Basically, he said, thus I exist. Right. And this is like one of the most famous lines of reasoning ever created. And the reason for that is that even and he he developed the thought experiment, which basically went like this: you could. Everything that you perceive, everything you think to be true, could be the consequence of some powerful demon outside of the universe that you exist in, who is like contriving to make everything seem the way it is, even though it's actually not that way in truth. And it's just an illusion that is like put on you by the malevolent powers of a demon, let's say. Right? So do you know what that shows? 
but that's exactly the thing that is contra was contradicting what I was thinking because I was thinking the same way because I was thinking about like a, mm -hmm. a higher like uh, entity that was outside mm -hmm. this like like this yeah. existence that I can have no no proof of. But mm -hmm. yes, I agree that sometimes reality can be perceived as like an illusion. Yes. That, because that like like I said, like your senses, like mm -hmm. your senses, you can feel this reality because yeah. of your senses. Yeah. If you think like that, who tells me that these senses were not given to me to feel this way? Here's the thing. And this life is not... Here's the thing. Sorry, uh, I'm going like okay. through. Okay. So that, that was a thought experiment proposed over 300 years ago. Uh, can I stop you just to say, say like, I'm really amazed yeah. of like the knowledge that you have like, of those, those, these things, you know? Like, I'm really like, what the fuck? I'm like, you're speaking and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just like a sponge right now, like absorbing it. Everything. I appreciate it. I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. So basically, um, that idea, that thought experiment is called Descartes' demon, and it spawned him to propose the view called Cartesian skepticism, and then he formed a foundationless view um, in consequence to the Cartesian skepticism view because he, well, obviously you have to think something. So he took to be foundational the proposition that he existed. And that's fair, okay? Because the thing is that that actually is a firm as fuck foundation. It is very difficult to propose that you do not exist because in order to do so, you presuppose your existence. Right? Like you can't say it unless you're here somehow. You know what I mean? Like it's very difficult yes, to propose yeah. that you don't exist. Yeah, really hard. But we still don't know for certain what existence is or that we like exist in the sense that we think we do. So we say everything is uncertain, right? So basically, I'm hearing you. Um, mm -hmm. The thing is, yeah, that because when you, you, have you, to start you when you Google existence, it says the fact or state of living or having mm -hmm. objective reality. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, but it, it is a, yeah. somewhere, right? You have to start somewhere. So I think you know, thinking that you exist is a pretty good place to start if you're going to start at the minimum. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty good first position. But I think that. The thing is that philosophy is basically about trying to identify the assumptions underneath the things that you propose are true. That's one of the main purposes of philosophy, to figure out what's true by looking at what you are assuming in order to arrive at a correct conclusion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and so like, yeah, you have to, about, to, to prove it through a thesis, yeah. Mm -hmm. When I think about uh, I doubt before I think, therefore I am, thus I exist, I, I think that I can reduce that to two more foundational propositions. Do you want to hear Which what that? Yeah, yeah. But these are like from your own like uh, reasoning. Yes, yes. This yeah. is an original. So basically, it is data exists. That's the first proposition. Logic exists is the second proposition. Right. And so, just quickly, let me define those terms. So that's right? so like data in general means like any. I'm sorry, a piece of data. Right, like data means ah, sorry, one or more pieces of data. I need to. Like, I feel like uh, I need to write this well, so I understand. <laughs> okay, no, no, like okay. you don't, you don't have to write it down, man. I've actually written it down already. I can send you a copy of it. So, but just give me uh, a second, because I'm actually like interested in what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I just if that helps you follow the reasoning, then yeah, that's a good idea. So what is data for you in your like thing? Sorry. Da okay, so data is. Um, a set of one or more pieces of information about a topic that aren't interpreted. Right? So information is like when you look at the world and you to uh, like inform yourself, right? That's what we call information. It's the, the world after you've looked at it is 
information to you, right? But the thing is that information, like that's sort of like the word that we call it after you've integrated it. And before you integrate it, it's data, right? It's just, it's uninterpreted information that exists independently of you that you observe in order to inform yourself, right? So information before you interpret it is called data. Absolutely. And so when I say data, sorry? I'm hearing, I'm hearing you. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, so basically, um, what data means um, in the most fundamental sense is non-contingent, uninterpreted information. At those three words, non-contingent, uninterpreted information. And it is the essence of existence. Okay, and then the other part of existence is called logic. Well, you know, logic is, means a couple things. So let me quickly explain what I mean by it. So logic um, in the subjective sense means that it means sort of like the system we use to model the world and also the system we use to improve that model. Uh, like logic is like, you know, coherent formal reasoning, so to speak. And um, we, we basically arrived at like the method of logic by like observing the world mapping with language the consistencies that we could exist and the principles involved in having such consistencies, right? Because the world is consistent. Yes, because like this thing, sorry, sorry, I'm breaking your line up. It's okay. Um, and so essentially, um, when we say logic, we, we're referring to a model of consistencies that exist in the environment. And when I say logic in this sense, what I mean is the consistencies themselves. So logic is used in a very general way where it means structure, right? The logic of the universe is the fact that the universe has a consistent relational structure. It all relates, like all of the pieces of the universe relate consistently to its basis. And it is structured in the sense that it has certain mechanics that we map with physics, chemistry, biology, the sciences, right? And so essentially that's the form of existence. And so the argument goes something like this. Like if I can describe to you like, the, what the elements are, give you a description that you can accept, right? And then I can show that like how I'm defining them means that they are necessarily true because assuming that they're false leads us to a contradiction. And when we put those two elements together, we can explain how the universe is here. Then is that coherent? Is that coherent enough in your opinion? Go on. Okay. So I told you what data and logic were, right? Mm -hmm. so I, have, I have it here, assertive on one more piece of information that is uncertain and, in, mm -hmm. and interpreted, non-contingent information, uh, and logic, system we yeah. use to module the world and improve it. And information <laughs> is interpreted after data, because before information we had data, yeah. That depends okay, no, on no. what you said. Logic is more than just the model that we're using to interpret. Logic no, I, is, I just resumed, yeah. like, uh, like the things that you said, like, so it's here, so I can follow them and hear what you're going to yeah, say after it. Do you have the bit about Just objective logic down? Objective logic. No. Mm -hmm. Wait. So ob objective logic is the consistencies that exist in the environment independently of our perception of them. Right? So like the universe has a certain structure, and we model that structure with our systems of thought, but the structure of the universe is what I mean by general objective logic. So consistency is on the universe independent of subjectivity because it is true. Yep. It cannot be denied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically, um, 
so the reason that data is non-contingent is that we agreed there has to be either something or there has to be nothing. We concluded that there couldn't be nothing and anything that exists has to be like composed of information in some capacity. Because right? information is the most general form, it's the most general name that we give to things that are. Like they consist of properties or characteristics which we describe like based on the fact that we perceive the information of their existence, right? But like mm -hmm. insofar as they exist, they consist of the, the data that we then perceive. And so like okay. having an existence is, is, is consisting of data because whatever your existence is defined by, data is like data is so general as to apply to it anyway. Yes. Yep. So data then has to exist because whatever yes. it is has to be made of information. Right? So then information one of the foundational elements of existence, in my opinion, like uninterpreted information, which I'm calling data. And so then we can do a proof by contradiction on that one. And we can say, okay, what if there was no data? Right? So if there's absolutely nothing, we get the same nothingness again, but we can approach it a slightly different way. What, what if I say, if there was no data, observation would be impossible? Do you agree with yes. that? Yes. But the thing is, observation is impossible, is an observation. Yes, because to observe... There has to be something that I can, yeah. I can, I can see. Yeah, exactly. it's an object. Exactly. It, yeah. it proves existence to observe. Exactly. And so then it can say that, say, so if there was no data, then it would be true to say observation is impossible. But the fact that we can say if there was no data, it would be true to say anything means that there has to be data in order for that proposition to be true. Because it's impossible to never have something? No, because if we, so if we say like a hypothetical observation that you could make about the non-existence of data is observation is impossible, but then we say, okay, observation is impossible is an observation. And observation means like relies on the existence of data before the observation is made. So in order to observe that there is no data, and it's possible to do so if there is no data, because we both agree that it would be a true observation to say observation is impossible, if it is possible for someone to say something that is true in an observation, that means that the observation has to be related to some data which is already there. Mm, but then will the information after being interpreted, but since it doesn't have an interpretation, it's, it, we assume that it's data. And you mm, can, but saying is that, even if, saying even this like, thing that you're saying, you can like apply it like to the world itself, like the things that you don't know can be considered data. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even like the, the you know the theology that we, we are speaking, it can be data. Sorry, mm -hmm. because I'm talking to you and I, I'm talking to my okay. mom. Okay, I think that that's accurate. Um, I think that you know data refers to everything and anything. That's the beauty of it. It's a word that is so versatile that it actually captures the essence of existence. Because when you define data properly and say that it is non-contingent, because it is necessarily true that data exists since nothingness isn't possible, then, and you add the element of logic, okay, which you can also demonstrate with a proof by contradiction. And I'm not sure that we nailed that proof by contradiction down. So what I was saying was that observation like relies on the pre-existence of data. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. And it's possible if there is no data to say observation is impossible. Is that accurate? Because observation requires something to observe. 
Yes, so it follows logically from the proposition that there is no doubt that observation would be impossible. Do you agree? Yes, impossible without something to observe, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But for us to say as a hypothetical that it would be possible to say that observation is impossible is the act of observation. Do you agree? Like observation without data is impossible. Is that what you're saying right now? No, no. What I'm saying is for us to say that uh, observation is impossible is a, is a proposition that can be made if there's no data means that 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 we're making an observation yes, about. Yes, it's true. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yes, and so for us to be making an observation about there being that means that we were wrong to begin with and there has to be data, correct? Yes, there has to be something. Yes. So it's another way to demonstrate that there has to be uninterpreted information. Right? So that's why it's non-contingent. Right? And then the logic part of it is basically like, you know, our best theories of physics are the theories of relativity. Do you agree? Sorry, because uh, just give me a second. Just give me one sec. Yeah, no worries. Sorry, because like, ugh. because I'm like you're talking about these things that you need to be 100% focused, like to to understand. And you have someone talking on the left side of you. It's very like it makes your brain like yeah, you know how this works. But now like uh, yeah, you you can speak now, and I'm 100% then. Can you repeat what you said? Yeah, I said that our best theories of physics are the theories of relativity. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're talking Einstein about the theory, Einstein's theory of relativity. It has mm -hmm. to be one of the most well-known ones, yeah. Well, yes, but well, the, he made two theories of relativity, but yes. I know the um, one about the like, time passing by with a beautiful woman. It's different from with an ugly woman. I, lo I always love the example. Well, that's an example of time dilation, which is a real phenomenon, but it's not quite the same when it's a psychological thing as when it's a space-time thing. But like ultimately, like the... the idea behind his theories was the principle of relativity. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yes. And the principle of relativity is that things that exist, exist relative to other things. Yes. But yes. there has to. But again, so you got to the same. It's the specificity thing, right? It's the specificity thing, okay. right? Yeah, I'm just establishing like yeah, a context. Sorry. When you say like you just cut me, and I understand where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. So um, yes. What was I saying? Relativity. Um, you were saying yeah, that so existence the requires the yeah. In the context of information, we would say that an information requires a, a relative context in order to exist. And an it needs also an observer. Oh, observer. Sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, information, sorry. But I'm, what I mean is data on any okay, subject yeah, yeah. Has, to, has to relate to a subject in order to be data. Yes. Right? So there has to be a re relative context for everything that's true. Right? Yes. And so what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying then is that we can deduce from that that relativity is involved fundamentally in truth. Yes, because there has to be something if there is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying then is that relativity is actually the base of truth. It is the primary principle of existence. And if, if you want to check that, then the proof goes something like this. Things are either true or false, but something that, like, true doesn't even mean anything without the relative opposite of false. We That's should talk about it. 
Oh my god, bro! Like that's like I'm looking like my head is dun, 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 dun. <laughs> because like what you're saying, it's like every time you you add something, it makes like you're like uh, almost like um like sort of compiling everything, and, and like yeah, this is like a cycle, yeah, like a cycle. Yep. But like so, it yeah. makes me remember what you said about the the cart, you know, like uh, it's contradicting, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a context. I try to derive general definitions because they're the most useful, right? If you know the general definition, you can tell how to use a word based on uh, like uh, adapting your use to the variables of a specific situation, right? So like if I say that, for instance, I've given an example on this before. If I say that the, de- you know, the cup is absent, right? There is no cup, for instance. Um, then what I mean is that there is a cup, but it's not there. And if I say, for instance, that I have no money, I don't actually necessarily mean that I have the amount of money that I have negligible, but I do indicate that I have absent a significant amount of money, right? Yeah, therefore proves the, the, the thing that is relative, is relative to something. Exactly. Yes. And so when we're looking at activity, right, I'm saying that it's actually at the basis of logic. And so if you want to examine that, the way we say, well, logic is about what's true and false. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. And true and false only exist insofar as they oppose one another with a relative, like they have a relative opposite relationship. They are opposites, right? And that means that they relate to one another in the sense that, um, you know, they're different in every axis, as different as they can be in every axis. Like dark matter, what they call the, the, the god matter, and etc. And there's the other opposite, like... Um... I don't remember the name that like they, a, like they con- I, I wanted to say this when you were talking, but I forgot. They say mm-hmm. there is God Mara, and there is another thing. I don't remember the name of it. That when you put them together, they they cancel each other. So that that is absence. What that what they are trying to prove? Because I was watching like a Richard uh, Hawkins like um, Richard Dawkins interview. Dawkins, sorry, I don't know why I said because I remember always Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like he was saying that uh, one of his friends, like a physicist, is like uh, talking about like an experiment mm-hmm. that he did about like a god matter and another c- type of matter that cancel each other, and therefore that's the mm-hmm. absence, and that justifies the Big Bang. Yeah, that's that's not what true. they were trying to propose, but it never came. True. Yes, because mm-hmm. it never came to light. But they were talking about this, and yeah. it was coming so to my So basically, my what that is is that's a really, really common idea. That is the like it's the second last step before you understand how the universe exists. And it's something like this. It's like, okay, once you recognize that nothingness is impossible, the first way that you try to explain it is by saying the impossibility of nothingness causes everything. But that is not technically valid because the whole point is that you're saying something's impossible. It can't cause anything if it's not possible, Mm -hmm. right? So the correct explanation is everything always existed because it had to, because the only alternative was impossible. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what basically, if we accept that relativity is the basic structure of everything, right, and we accept that data, uninterpreted, non-contingent information is the basic essence of everything, then I have a very simple deductive argument to show how we get to this universe. An idea, yeah. Very, very, like, um, rustic, because it still mm-hmm. needs to be developed, but yeah. And you okay, can even explain the, the afterlife as data. I don't personally think that there is an afterlife, but the way that I conceive of time means that... Exactly, the way that you define it, you can... Listen to this. 
The way that I conceive of time means that every single moment in which you exist always exists. So you currently exist in your past and your future. And the only thing that leads you to think that this is the only moment that exists is that you, it's an illusion of your perspective. So I'm on the past, the present, and the future at the same time? Yeah, so like think of, think of a, uh, like a video on your computer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has like a timeline of events, doesn't it? So I'm thinking about something that was on the past, but I'm right here, right now. But just how just can think, it be? Just think about the video. Just think about okay. the video for now, okay? So the video has a timeline, right? Yes. Yes. And when we play the video, things change. But then when we play, change in the same way. And so, like, hmm. the, the moment the moment that's playing is like something that you are like focusing on, right? And then the rest of the moments still exist, even when they're not the specific moment that's being shown to you, right? <laughs> oh my god, this sounds like fucking theories of conspiracy, bro. It's not a conspiracy, man. Yeah, but just like the way you the say, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching. For example, right now I'm thinking about the video I watched with a friend of mine. Six, the time six six six. And and yeah, yeah I can't. I, like, no, I'm actually remembering. Change things that things. The reason that things change in the same way is that that timeline is in the code of the file on your computer, and when you play it back, your like uh, video player is sort of like arbitrarily selecting a moment to display to you and then like the changes that occur are encoded into the video do you agree with that yes yes so physics is the code of our universe and it entails the big bang and it entails space time right mm -hmm. space time like has a timeline do you agree to that if space time has a timeline yes because it has yeah, to have yeah, a beginning and an yeah. end. It's between mm -hmm. yep. some barrier yep. of reality. Yeah. It's like we are in a yep. bubble of space-time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that as a consequence of the two elements we were talking about before, the fundamental elements, as a logical consequence of that, that I can explain to you, right, the timeline always exists. And insofar as the timeline always exists, your experience of the present moment limits you only to the present moment but every other moment of your life exists for eternity and you exist within it like okay like i'm 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 on the years like what i'm thinking right no, now no, it's no, like no, i'm, I'm being recorded like yeah mm -hmm. so even when, when i die, die like my atoms are gonna go back and like i will be always yeah, here when you die mm -hmm. no listen when you die you're gone right mm. but you're you're only gone and if the timeline is always there, then you always exist in the moments that you are alive. Mm -hmm. So, since life is suffering, and we seem to agree about that, don't you want to, like, don't you think that since you're stuck with your experience, you don't just get to leave, right? If it was eternal, right? Every moment you ever lived existed forever, and you had to always enjoy every terrible thing that ever happened to you, wouldn't you want to make your life worthwhile enough to justify? The suffering that you went through. Oh my God! The, the, because like you speaking so much, and when I like of like in a way that like it's like um like you you the way you're speaking, it's like people want to justify the end. People don't want to end. People want no, to no, have. That's more. not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like we can tell that the way that we think about time is illusory. Do you agree? Yes. 
that yeah. I agree in the, and it's relative yeah yeah mm -hmm. when we say then the time is a dimension of physics if we can say logically not because we want to but because it follows rationally if we can say that physics always exists then every moment in time always exists and it has nothing to do with our subjective want for that to be true and lots of people wouldn't want it to be true because it means that the people who had lives are always experiencing their horrible lives so we are always like cycling through the same moments during all existence no. is that no 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 not cycling no 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 like you currently exist in so when you remember something that yes. moment is still happening you just don't have access to that bit of the timeline anymore because i'm so going in a straight line there. yes yes because you, you you perceive time linearly but do you believe you that there's a me? So do you believe there's a me that that was talking to you five minutes ago in another like uh, far like um, like how to say like behind me on the no, my time? Listen, so yeah, yeah, yeah. In another part of space time, in the past, right? Which is another part of space time because space time is a thing that exists at every moment, not just in the moment that we exist. In the past we are still talking just like we're talking now and we always will be. but this is like he's going to be a cycle because then in the no, past no, no, like uh, but then explain to me if, if, if it doesn't happen again it always happens or every moment is happening right? so it's eternal it's always like repeating like forever no, no, like, it's not repeating listen listen the reason that repeating is that repeating suggests it goes start to finish and then again that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the perception that you have of going from start to finish is a consequence of your perspective, but the universe is not going out. It's staying still. So it's there. It's like a picture behind me that it's always there. Yeah, the universe oh. exists. Existence so it's a, a record, like, a, a rec like something that was recorded. Yes. That, that, that information mm -hmm. is there. I simply do not have access to it. Yes. But I can get access to it, for example, when I think about that moment and um, an image yeah, pops up yeah. in my head that yeah. still the scientists cannot prove how, what causes that image to come to my head. Well, you have like a continuity of identity that means that when you think about previous moments in your life, you can sort of like conjure up a sort of like a representation of what they were if, like. If and if, it's a human, if you think about, about it like uh, right now, you can like summarize your, your life in like uh, 12 or 13 pictures inside your brain. Like you can, you can think about it. Like some people will think, okay, uh, when I went to school, when I got married, uh, uh, when someone yeah, close to me, like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't need to like. Uh, yeah, do you, but, do you agree that it's a representation? It makes sense, but I'm just having some problems with the fact that so it's mentally, there, but how can mentally, I prove that? No, 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 I'm not asking you to prove it yet. I'm just saying, like, mentally, you represent events. If it has some logic, past, what right? you're saying, yes. And I'm following yes. your, like, your rationalization. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so what I'm saying is something like, all right, so if there's a multiverse, and there's a, we can say, we can prove that the multiverse exists, right? Then all of the, and if the unit multiverse exists eternally, then all of the universes that are logically possible exist in the multiverse, right? Which would be our universe. And then, like, the way that they exist is almost as if they were on a universal hard drive, right? Because, like, 
desktop. It's like a, it's almost like a natural simulation, right? Like the file is there, you know, like the multiverse means that all of the individual possibilities exist. And then they, like, because the multiverse is eternal, the timeline exists eternally. And for the people, the subjects, you and I, humans, animals, for those who are constrained within the limitations of space-time, it feels as if this moment and this moment alone were actually happening. But when we model it abstractly, we can say for sure that that isn't true. Out. That is like a blow. Like, But it has logic because, but again, it like... The pro I do not want to contradict you, but here is like the thing is we're talking about things we do not have a way to prove, but logically it has logic because you can prove like if you talk to anyone that has a brain and understands you, like he will agree with you. He'll, he will only have problems once like you the guy asks, okay, prove it. Give me proof. That is a truth, you know. Yeah, but don't you agree that proof has different criteria depending yes, even, on what... but if you think about that, you didn't so let even... Me, let me put it like this. Let me put it like this, okay? So when we're talking about the the empirical environment, right? we're talking can about you, something... Can you, you like to just tell me what's the empirical environment? Can you like uh, describe... Okay, that, uh, yeah. Give me a definition, yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the environment of, you know, physical that we describe with science. Science is empirical philosophy. It's, it's called empiricism. And um, like we use science to describe the empirical environment, which like the world as we perceive it, not necessarily through our senses, but through our measurements. Okay. Uh, empirical, yeah, empirical observation, right? Like it, it involves not, like that. It, yeah. Yeah. So. Sorry, just, I, I'm, I'm just like trying to to connect all the the pieces of information mm -hmm. that you that you give inside yep. my brain. That's the thing that I do. I try to connect everything, so I make like, like a big picture mm -hmm. inside my head, so I can understand mm -hmm. it. That's how oh, I, that's I learn things. That's how I so what, what I'm trying to to think is like about the thing that you said about like uh, not being like uh, how do you say I even put it here not being subjective. It's empirical. Mm -hmm. It is measured. It can be proven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, that's yes. what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So the empirical environment for me essentially but we and the emp empirical means like to do with observation and measurement and it involves falsification of theories right like science obviously involves fals falsification of theories um so the empirical environment based on your perception but actually how it is right and so what i'm saying is that when we're talking about the reason like the, the mechanics that are responsible for the existence of the empirical environment right whatever test we perform on the empirical environment, it won't get under the hood and test the mechanics that are responsible for it. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yes. So it's, it's sort of like, it's that Descartes demon thought experiment again, right? Like, so if we say like, you know, anything but everything can all, Yeah, but everything can only be yeah. validated if it's under like the, like you said, the empirical measures mm -hmm. of science, which is the measurements, mm -hmm. like the centimeters, the meters, like all the equations and blah, 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 that we came up with every day, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that this kind of theory, it's not it's not actually a reasonable question to say, well, prove it empirically, because the thing that I'm talking about can't be proved empirically. But that doesn't mean that we can't demonstrate logically that it's true. Do you agree with that? Yes. Because what you're talking about is like, a, in your terms, it's data. It's something that is not still mm -hmm. interpreted. It's out of like, a, yes. what is our reality? Even mm -hmm. if we think about the, the example of the babies that I mm -hmm. give to you, that's mm -hmm. also like mm -hmm. it, it cannot be proven, right? 
Mm -hmm. it cannot, even if it so, was right, it cannot be proven. Correct. So the question is, then, okay, why is it that some of our models are better than others? What did we say? Do you remember? What? Why is it that some of our models work better than others? Why is science effective when mysticism is Because science, like you said, can be proven. Science is like... Mm, uh, sorry? I said close. Continue. Like, because science can be, can be interpreted and like, well, like you said right now, science can, can be proven under like the interpretation of like the measurements of the empirical measurements that you have right now and can be proved through tests that can be replicated right. over and over again. For me, that's like at least to my knowledge, like that is available mm -hmm. inside me, like that's all the answer that I can give to you. Yeah, look, it's 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 and because it's, it's like you said, the, the, the off like it is, the off I exist. Like it's like it is here. I can touch. I can see. I can feel it. There exists. It is here. It's reality, right? So like, it look that's close. It's not precise enough. The the correct answer is consistency with the environment. Right? It's not that you can prove that makes it true. It's that it is consistent with the environment. Like independently attempt to evaluate proposition a proposition is true if it is consistent with what is do you agree yes if it, so you're saying that yeah. it's not subjective correct okay because like okay. It, 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 it's so many so, so many terminology I'm, I'm trying to keep it inside my fucking head. <laughs> so, so what we mean what we something is true is we mean um this appears to me as a subject to be true and that means that we're not sure about it, that it's the best conclusion we can reach using the evidence that we have available to us, right? Mm -hmm. But like what we're saying, the difference between that and what's actually true is that what's actually true has nothing to do with the conclusions you can reach about it, right? It's just the thing that you're reaching conclusions about. And insofar as your conclusions are consistent with that thing, then your propositions have truth. Do you agree? Yes, logically, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then what I'm saying is, um, even though we can't get such a theory empirically, right, then whatever it is, right, we, we agree that consistency is a hallmark of truth. So if, uh -huh. if yes. it's possible, if it's possible to model what's really and actually true, even though we will have to do it imperfectly because we're subjects, if it's possible to produce an accurate model, then whatever that model is, it will be irrefutable insofar as it completely matches everything about reality. Do you agree? If you could produce the module, yes. Yes. So then what we say is test such a model is by doing our very best individually to refute it. And if nobody can refute it, then it is our best guess. Do you agree? Yes, but like when you bring up a theory, the first thing that you have to do is always try mm -hmm. to prove it wrong. Yes. You always have to, pr to prove it wrong. And when you you do not yes. have any clue of how... Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Is that it's not reasonable to test prove it wrong. You like Man, you can't, it's like, like going to that, we can all like, for all I know, we can be all like... A, like, uh, let's say, mm -hmm. like a software program like that was put here and somehow it yeah. uh, auto-evolved and like then yeah. suddenly we're trying to like uh, to wonder mm -hmm. what created us, what made us, why are we here, what is this? And then yeah. there is this guy that doesn't even care about this program and... Mm -hmm.
And yeah, like it's almost like a conspiracy theory, but yeah, yeah hey, like just let me put it okay, so like I don't disagree with anything could be true, but if you agree that science in some sense models truth, do you agree to that? Uh, 99 percent mm -hmm. bro like 99 percent mm -hmm. of the truths of yeah, the world yeah. are by science let's say let's assume okay because we don't have any options really let's assume that we can observe it is connected somehow to what's true are you willing to do that of course yes because if it's gonna make mm -hmm. me get like more enlightened about okay. about life mm -hmm. and when i use yeah, my reasoning exactly. i try to exactly. apply so. it to it distance and it makes sense I, it, it's then mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. it can somehow okay, be so, proven exactly that's what i mean though if the model that we're proposing all right if yeah. there can be a and we don't know that that since science seems to like model roughly speaking what truth is if using a scientific philosophy or a philosophy that's quite similar to science right if using that kind of philosophy, you can come up with an explanation that actually does the job, that explains why and how there are things, and that as it passes from person to person, it's tested mentally because they try to refute it and fail to do so, right? Because as we agreed, the truth would be irrefutable. If it is possible to subjectively articulate the truth, then we could not disagree with it. Can I ask and you a question? Did you did did you propose this to one of your teachers, like uh, to get like his opinion, honestly? I uh, proposed it to everybody intelligent level, and everybody who has given me their opinions has told me that they're not qualified to assess it, but they can't tell me how it is wrong. Yes, because I'm here and I'm thinking the same thing. Because the way you're putting mm -hmm. things is making me like feel like I'm gonna be talking about things that I cannot like um, I cannot explain. I have no mm -hmm. knowledge of mm -hmm. because I do not have knowledge of what mm -hmm. it is outside but, of my existence, listen, space, listen. or time. How you can call it? Listen, yes, I'm it gives you almost like a you. sense of infer inferiority no, no. when you like try no. to judge it because you can't. I understand, but look, I'm not asking you to provide an ultimate. You're a smart no. guy. You know some things, okay? And I'm asking you every step of the way if you agree with me. So if I made a mistake, you would tell me, right? You tell me. So when I reach a conclusion that you're not sure about, but I have checked with you every step of the way, then even if you don't know for sure that the conclusion is true, I showed you logic and we just have to talk about it more. The thing that my brain started started to try is to, to apply it to, like, for example, uh, to, to realities that, like, uh, I like, for example, like the programs thing that I, like, I was, like, saying to you, I was thinking, like, uh, about, like, a, like a sort of, like, a conspiracy theory. Then I was thinking, for example, I can explain the afterlife, like, I can, I can just so find the afterlife this? as data. What if I say this, right? So, if we say that this could be a simulation, or it could be the result of its powers, and I agree. Right? Then what I say to you is, that demon or that computer system has to exist inside a reality, and that reality has to make sense. So even if we cannot know that this is base reality, there is a sufficient reason that exists, and we can figure it out by studying the structure of nature. But our human brains are going to always think what, how, and why. Because what yes, you're proposing exactly. is like uh, there is data uh, that like something that was not interpreted, but, something was here, something that mm -hmm. was always here. But what mm -hmm. created that something that was always here, and what but, created but what he, created that? And we are—it's like a loop, you know. You already have the answer. 
because what we said before was there were only two options and one of them was impossible. So if, if we only have two options and one of them is impossible, nothing has to create the second option. It is necessarily true. But you're saying, you're, we're assuming, like in all this, that everything, okay. something always exists. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Yes. So but the, the thing, the, 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 conflict, the conflict two, two that I'm having... Yes. Okay. Two plus three equals four. Yes. Why? Two plus, two plus three, because it can, because it can be measured. No. No, 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 it's, it's proof. It's a truth. It's a proven truth. Yes, but it's not proven by measurement. It's Why proven by it? calculation. Okay, so it's yes. logically codified to be... Okay, so what I'm describing to you... So let's call mathematics like a sort of like a universal coding. No, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I think logic is the universal coding, but mathematics is the physical coding, right? Like, so like, when mm -hmm. we talk about mathematics, what we mean is codified logic. That's what mathematics is. Right? So generally speaking, when we're talking about 2 plus 2 equals 4, that is something that is called in philosophy an a priori truth. Right? An a priori truth is something that's true according to the definitions of the words involved. And it's necessarily true insofar as the concept has been articulated coherently. Right? So I'll give an example in words. So all bachelors are single. Do you agree? Oh my god, I swear bro, like I, I like I'm like uh my brain my brain is going everywhere, man. Honestly, to be honest, like I'm, I, my brain is going everywhere because you think in a complete different way as me. I try to pictureize things and you try to like describe them like uh, rationally. So when you say something, I'm trying to picture things. Like I said, mm -hmm. I'm trying to apply it to my reality. Mm -hmm. And when you say these like things, what comes into my mind is like my head, my, my brain is always is going to ask why. And according to yeah. what you're saying, like everything always existed, th yeah. therefore it has to exist. Yeah, no, no, but then also my questioning, but then, but, 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 wait, but my problem is I'm always going to ask what created this and that, but you will always like uh, say that it always existed. Okay. And this is going to be like, um, like an infinite mm -hmm. path of yeah, existence. Like, like Where can I, yeah. I find the end? Okay, so you say why, right? You I'm why? trying to question it. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're asking why, yep. And so why means, well, for what reason? Is that accurate? I want to stream this, can't stream this. Anyway, why means, uh, for what reason? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, sorry. I'd like to say that, um, I think, uh, King Ten, could you mute please? Because it's kind of echoing through your mic. Um, okay, what I was going to say is that, um, so... I actually think it might be helpful for uh, this discussion to show the first passage in my uh, worldview document that we've been working on. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm happy to do that. Okay. If, if you want to quote it, do, do you know how to quote on Discord? Uh, I think someone has just told me, but I'm not on my computer at the moment. Do you want to do it? Uh, sure, sure. That's fine. Um, Joseph, I'll... I'll, Just send uh, me the the link, yeah. Uh, uh, Joseph, I'll I'll actually quote it in the debate uh text voice, okay? Interesting. Okay. Can I stream this? Uh, I mean, I don't personally mind, but it's up to them. Insane? Do you mind? Don't personally mind what? Can I stream this? 
in sync. My days um, so what was I saying, Joseph? Do you remember? Uh, everyone's ignoring me. Listen, can I stream this debate or not? I don't have no problems, bro, but I don't know the others. I'm just trying to... Like, I, I'm actually enjoying this because I, I'm, I'm being edu ed educated and remembered of some terms that I forgot. So okay. it's always good to, to speak with, like, people that have more knowledge. This is what's good about this. Like I said, like, you know some things that I don't know. Probably I know some okay. things you don't know when we help each yeah, other to grow. Yeah. No, instinct. Instinct doesn't do that. Instinct. What instinct does is, is he is... He's very logical, you know, and like the the problem I have. Trust me, he's, like not I, very, he's not very logical. He thinks he, you think he's logical. He's been no, it has it has logic no, when he speaks. No, I vote, I vote for him. What do you say, man? Look, if he came like that to speak to me, I know what the fuck he's talking about. At least he's smart to question these things and explain them, and he knows how like to express them clearly. To be able to be understandable by the common person. Yeah. No, I think no, no, no. Uh, King Ten. Uh, in Matt, I don't know if you have King Ten muted, but um, oh. uh, 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 King Ten. So, uh, King Ten doesn't really like uh Matthew that much because like Matthew's pointed out problems in like his thinking. So, that's that, that that's where some of that comes from, at least in my experience. Yeah, definitely. Man, like I don't care when someone like uh, I, I, honestly, if you don't agree with me and you can prove that I'm wrong, thereof I will admit that I am wrong. But if you cannot prove it and you cannot cannot contradict it, I will not accept it. Yeah, I mean, Taurus, bro. I don't really get too much into the focus on like sort of the petty social bullshit. I just think it's a waste of time. No, you just have to be as long as you're respectful, man. Like it, it's okay to ha to to not agree with others. You know, it's okay. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean, to... I, I think that's an extremely rational position. <laughs> it's not rational. It's just that it's just being like good. It's just being like no, normal, no, no. But, not... but I mean, like the practicality of it is rational. Mm -hmm. For and me, I it's the way that Joseph. I thought the way that Joseph said he being wrong was extremely, extremely respectable. Oh my god, I'm I'm coming so much. I need a diaper. Sorry, bro. I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we have to be uh, like a little bit of humor, bro. We cannot always be speaking like serious, you know. All right, um, I'm gonna get going, guys. But like, when I'm actually not a zombie, like completely tired. The bad voice. Technical definition: making the absence of the foundation for belief explicit instead of implicit. Metaphorical analogy: imagine seemingly endless sea of conceptions where there is no solid foundation to build a home whose stability is sufficient, like sufficiently reliable to serve as a constant in our daily lives. On this sea, people compensate for the lack of foundation by using the water to build themselves a ship of ice. When this ship strays too far beyond the climate to which it is appropriate, it begins to deteriorate, and this occurs through melting. Sometimes people melt their ship down on purpose to reconstruct it, so they can travel more ambiguously among conceptual climates. Okay, uh, and what should I... What should I apply this so to? So that's just the unknown. Okay, so real quick, that's just the unknown factor. So, so like you were talking about why uh, earlier. Um, like imagine you have like a like a solid worldview, 
and then someone's like okay but like what if you're wrong you know do you like do you know this with like absolute certainty well like this just addresses that yeah it's just a way of expressing the uncertainty that and i don't think that can be applied to the the subject we we are discussing because we're no, speaking no, of something outside this no, but he's just talking about the uncertainty of all knowledge. If you're speaking of ice, I would agree more with the the metaphor about the iceberg. You know, you just seeing the peak of the iceberg, and under it is much bigger. That's like the the unknown. You know. Hey, you should write that down. Um, no, it's myself. written down already, bro. It's like you. No, you I, I just mean. Okay. No, no, man. I just meant that um into the analogy we already made. Yeah, but the, the, normally the tip of the iceberg, it, it is used to speak of the subconscious. Where they describe the consciousness, mm -hmm. it's the tip of the mm -hmm. iceberg. And when you go dip down yourself, you can find much more. Isn't so they, they metaphorically translate it like... Uh, Joseph, yeah, yeah, it, sorry, sorry. Joseph, I could be wrong, but isn't that analogy from Freud? I do not know. Honestly, bro, I do not know. I just read it on the, on the web. But I can search it right now. So you ask uh, them why. Right? So you, why refers to like a reason for something. And generally we, we refer to, like when we say why, we, we mean like what, what is the cause of the thing. Do you agree? Just, just give me a second, bro. I'm not like here right now. If you okay. know what I mean. Okay. Just mm -hmm. want to send him like the, the thing. I want to know who invented this. Mm-hmm. So Edward T. Hall's cultural iceberg model. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you have like uh, I think it's this. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you can you, you have it, bro. Like um. Uh, uh, Joseph, could you uh could you do yeah. the please to that to the? I I just um, got here. Just woke up. Oh my God! That's so much. Yes, I will send it to you. Oh my God, metaphor! You can hear that. No, no, I'm gonna actually get going, but you folks take care. How's the way in Matt? The way Matt's using it incorrect. He didn't say that it was. So just quickly, uh, Joseph, we were asking why, weren't we? Yeah. Um. No. I don't. What my problem here? Is this uh, sorry? Mm -hmm. Here you have, bro, and here. Uh, let me just finish this. Uh, oh my god, it's not this. What the fuck? Right, I think you, I sent you the you're wrong. Talking one. About the first, you're talking about the first cause, right? Like, like there has to be a first cause, an unmoved mover. That's the idea, because otherwise you have me. Do you agree? Sorry, bro. I'm my, I'm still trying like to send him the correct link. <laughs> okay. Because, like, I sent him the wrong link by mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, Pick of iceberg yeah. metaphora, Edward. Edward. The hell? Mm. Okay, this is the thing where I'm gonna send it. Here he applies to behavior, beliefs, and values and true patterns. But uh, it is most commonly used to, the, to describe the subconscious. I don't think this guy is the original creator of this. I think this is originated from someone else, and they just apply it to different things that you have. Okay. So uh, what the problem I had is that I cannot 
justify something. Yes, we are talking about like I'm saying like how like yeah, the problem why, I'm why, having. Why? Yeah, yeah, I will always yeah. ask who created mm -hmm. this and that. Why, why, yeah. why? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the technical name for that is an infinite, and it's considered an appeal to absurdity. Right, that's absurd reasoning. You can't always rely back on something else, right? And people used it in the past to say, well, there must have been a first cause, right? So basically, what I'm saying is that. Right, so there are. Do you agree that a cause is a temporal thing? A cause is a temporal thing. Mm. No, I think a okay. a cause is something that starts a change. The yes, beginning of a change. change. A change. Yes, and a change involves time. Do you agree? It's a, sorry? A change involves time. Yes. Yes. So that's what temporal means, time. So when I say then that a cause is a temporal thing, what I mean is that because causes precede effect, okay, there has to be time. In a order, cause is not... It's not in temporal world because it's always there. It will it will always be there because it's something mm, that originated something. Oh my god, I'm contradicting that's actually, myself. That's not, no, 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 that was fine. That was something that we've talked about before in philosophy. Okay, it's called um like the, there are different types of causes. Aristotle talked about four different types of causes. You just described something which is a formal cause, but in science we generally use the term to refer to cause and effect which is a temporal process, right? Like something following a cause in time. It comes up, the effect comes after the cause. That's the definition, mm -hmm. right? That's the idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. And insofar as an effect comes after a cause, right? It's that type of cause is temporal. But there's a different type of cause, which is a formal cause, and it was called a different name. I'm pretty sure by a guy called Spinoza. The different name is a principle of sufficient reason. So all things that are true are true because there is a sufficient reason such that their untruth is not, not possible. Right? So things that are true are true because the, their falsehood could not be true. And the reason that that is because they have a reason buying them that says that they have to be the way they are. And I cannot mm -hmm. prove wrong because I, I, I don't have enough. Yeah. I'm that's not okay. No, no, that's okay. Let's just think about it. Okay. But like your reasoning, the problem I have is your reasoning is right, but it's, it is an uncertain, like, it's uncertain. Yes, it's logic. Yeah. To do, all I'm asking you to do is check mm -hmm. my steps, okay? check my reasoning. If you notice a mistake, tell me. And otherwise, maybe I'm right. Maybe you I'm didn't the, notice the, my so mistake. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm maybe, not in. Maybe you yeah. How many types yeah, yeah, of causes are? Describe me the four causes. Like you have the formal, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure exactly what they are. I need to read. Like, you should check those again. to be sure that they apply to the logic that you are using. No, no, they do. Cause... They do. I know. I know which ones apply. They're like I, I can remember the okay. ones that apply. That's then keep going on with the <laughs> the thought process. The formal cause. Mm -hmm. Formal cause is the first type of cause. It's the cause you were talking about, which is something that causes things to be the way they are, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. But that's different to cause and effect. Do you agree? Yes, because uh, yeah, yeah, cause and effect, it's they are mm -hmm. associated to mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Yes. So cause and effect is a time-based thing. A formal cause is an atemporal. Mm -hmm. 
The way that an atemporal cause works is the same way that the, the uh, linguistic reasoning I gave you before, which is that an atemporal cause, which is otherwise known as a principle of sufficient reason, that is, if X is true, it is true because it is sufficiently justified by a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we say, for instance, that um, all bachelors are single, what we mean is that outside of time and independently of the linguistic symbol we're using to represent, based on the way that we have defined the idea, the condition of a bachelor is to be a single man, an unmarried man, right? I'm hearing I'm just trying yeah, to not so be confused by examples. I'm just trying to figure mm -hmm. out the... Yeah, so what I'm saying is the because you, because you give me an example, my brain is going to try to apply it to reality. And again, I will have like a contradiction inside myself because I'm just like proposing something that inside me it's originating more and more questions. Yes, and I have yes, a problem with this. that. It's conflicting for me. Yes, I understand. Okay, so let's listen. Let's look at the example and fix it for the example. All right, so all bachelors are single. <laughs> Why? Why is that true? What, sorry? All bachelors are single. Bachelors? Yes, bachelor what? means an un... And what? An unmarried man. Sorry, because I was not paying attention to the example, honestly, from the beginning. Of the... I just like following like your reasoning. Just, I'm just, just, I, just give me... Okay. The example is important. We have to see if we can do what I'm trying to do, okay? So, all bachelors are single. Do you agree? Yes. An unmarried lawyer. Yes. Yes. Why? Because they are single. Yes. So is the answer by definition? Yes. Because I'm, yeah, because it's a definition mm -hmm. of what you just told me. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So truths like that are atemporally true. Do you know what I mean by that? Untempor like it. No. Outside yeah. of time, outside of time, okay, it's always true that all bachelors are single because bachelor refers to a specific idea and the idea denotes a condition, which is to be single, essentially. So it follows deductively from the simple definition and the definition, like the word that we use to represent the definition may be arbitrary, but the idea itself is not arbitrary and the idea that something can be single isn't dependent on humankind. So the proposition goes something like, all bachelors are single is a truth, even if no one is there to say it. That's a hard question because there, ha there has to be someone to say it, yeah. There has to be there someone. There doesn't have to be. That's what I'm saying. Is like, even though the way that we acknowledge things are true is by saying them. Something like yeah. all bachelors are single, because it is definitional and deductive, it's true even if you don't say it, because that's what, like, that's what we're acknowledging. Like, yeah. it's automatically true. But it's, it's still linguistic. Uh, it's still linguistic propositions. No, so. Now he's legit yeah. trying to modulate the world and like by logic, bro. <laughs> bro, I feel like, give me, give me, give me, give me one minute. I need to do a coffee because I feel like mm -hmm. I will need the coffee. No worries. You're right. It, it is a representation. Is that a contention? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think so, but you know, 
I don't know. You just wanted to clarify? Okay, so let's explore it. Okay, so when we say bachelor, do we mean, like, does the meaning, uh, is, it, is it deductive from the symbol that we're using to present it, or is the meaning independent, and we have associated bachelor with the idea? Yeah, it's the latter. So I guess mm -hmm. maybe we don't really disagree. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like we do, but let, let's continue to explore it, okay? So if it is that we associate the word with the idea, right, and the idea is a definitional thing, right, and we agree that, like, what we do, generally speaking, when we, like, contrive definitions to describe the world is we are, like, sort of, like, trying to describe things that already exist. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then words represent things that already are. Do you agree with that? Right. Mm -hmm. So then when we say, for instance, that all bachelors are single, the idea of a bachelor already existed before we thought to conceive of the word. Do you agree to that? Yeah, I mean... I mean, it was, it was a logically coherent thing to say, even when we weren't around to acknowledge it. Right. But, you know, you can still make up your own terms and give them the, your own meaning. Yes. Right? Yes, but the thing that's important uh, you kind of cut out for a second. The thing that's important is you agree. Uh, you just cut out again. <laughs> okay, so the bit that is important is the meaning, not the representation. Do you agree? Right, the meaning. Mm -hmm. And the meaning is something that we derive. It's not something we make up, even though the word may be something made up. Hmm. Maybe. Like we, we, we have ideas insofar as they follow from our experiences. Do you agree? <clears throat> huh. Uh, from where else I mean, they come? yeah, but not, necess not necessarily. I mean, well, we can have a constructed, come? well, we can construct a, uh, an AI program that processes and filters information mm -hmm. in a particular way so that it's able to think. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. derived from experience, so... No, but when, when we program it, we are using the knowledge we derive from experience to instruct it how to think. Isn't that accurate? Uh, yeah, I'm not exactly so, sure where this is. Uh... I mean, you try, sort of like said that, um, you know, when we program a machine to think, it thinks in a way that's different to humans. That's what it sounded like you said. And the reason it's different to humans is that um, humans derive information from the environment and computers reason because we have programmed them to do so. Have I captured your analogy properly? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll readdress the point. Um, words are linguistic representations of concepts. And the word is arbitrary, but the concept is not. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I'm here, by the way, just yeah. sorry to interrupt. So then, so then the concept of an unmarried man is despite the fact that bachelor is, and it follows logically, even if we are not here to observe that it does, that an unmarried man is single. Yeah. By definition. Yes. So that truth is true, even if we are not here to because definitional truth. Oh, you cut out again. Okay, so that truth is true, even if we... 
Het Wat? I just like uh, citing, quoting you because like you cut again for me at least. Ah, okay. Did you hear me, Sanderson? I think so. No. No? Not really. No. Okay, I said that um, definitional truths are true automatically, which means that even you, if you are not here to identify them, they're true anyway. Okay. Do you not accept that? Um, yeah, I think I think I understand what you're saying, so I don't really have any huge problem with it. I was, it's just that you sound unsure. Unsure? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we can't know everything, but, you know, I, I mm -hmm. guess based on your reasoning, I think I would definitely agree. Uh, it seems to be grounded in objective reasoning, so... Mm -hmm. Um. So, are you just saying, like, is it an appeal to the healthy amount of skepticism because of uncertain subjectivity, or is it more uncertain than that? No, it's it's just the first. It's the first one. Okay. Cool. So then, I can probably continue with Joseph. You muted yourself, bro? Sorry, what was that? You muted yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just because I was talking to my partner. Oh, sorry. I thought you were just like, yeah. Because we're no, no, I mean, uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. no, you do it right there. Uh, so, so um, were you following the thing I was saying about definitional truth? The problem I'm having with it, it is with your example. Like, your example, it's confusing, a little bit confusing, at least for me. Okay, what's confusing about it? Like, because, like, uh, the, 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 the thing, like, about, like, uh, uh, the, the, you defined it by being single, but it is, it will always be considered single. The definition of single, like, uh, that all, like, single, like, definition and, and stuff confused me a little bit. Okay, so... Like the definition, okay, so basically what I was going through with David here is like this idea that um, language is somewhat arbitrary, but also it isn't arbitrary in an important way. And drawing that distinction can be very difficult. Uh, the way that language is arbitrary is that the symbol that we use to represent an idea is arbitrary. We assign a symbol to it, you know, basically at random. And the fact of the matter is that that is an arbitrary process with no real ground in reason. But the problem with that is that that leads people to think that language itself is arbitrary. And that actually isn't true because the thing about language is that it, it, it does this process of representation. And even though the symbol you're using to represent the thing may well be arbitrary, the thing that you are representing is not arbitrary. Okay. Do you agree to that? Because it's not random. But yeah, like so like when we just things we're describing things just in the world and insofar as they exist in the world they have a nature which isn't based on what we call them but even uh, even like the way we describe the world is arbitrary because it's random and subjective because no, it's it, like it's, it's a personal whim you know yes no but it's not quite just a personal whim because is 
the removal of the aspect to make our description of the world as consistent with our observations as possible, right? Do you agree to that? Yes. So when we improve the precision of our language, then what we're doing is we're like fleshing out um, our description of the thing that we're trying to represent. And if we can do that representation accurately enough, then we gain predictive power, which is what science is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying then is the concepts that we label these arbitrary symbols that we call words are not themselves arbitrary. They are things that exist in nature. They have a meaning, yes. They are related to something else that exists. Mm -hmm. Yes, and even though our is arbitrary, the thing that they relate to has nothing to do with our Do you agree? Sorry, you cut off, bro. You're doing like okay. some noise right so now. What, mm -hmm. what I said was, um, even though the symbol itself is arbitrary, the thing that the symbol relates to is not arbitrary. It, yes, it's something that actually exists in the world. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... Basically, what I'm saying is that um, it's like some, we have a thousand words for a thing, but the thing is the same. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, because concepts have like definitions, and the definitions are not arbitrary, right? If we have a definition, then what we have is a description of something in the world. Do you agree? Yes. 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 If we have a description. If we have a description of something in the world and we can deduce something from it, then insofar as our description is accurate, our deduction is necessarily true. Do you agree yes. to that? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that um, like according to the definitions that we're using, or the concepts that we're describing, as long as our definitions are adequate to account for everything we mean and nothing more, then any deductions that we make about the definitions are necessarily true. Yes, if they cannot be proven wrong, logically. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, and so that is the proof that I'm providing you for the idea that I was telling you about because the conclusions that I'm proposing to you follow deductively from definitions we already But my problem again, you're answering some of my doubts. I can't, I can, like, logically it is right, but it gives... Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. Man, my, my problem is like the questions. No, I know, I know, I know. Let's return to the example. Okay, so the example was, why are all bachelors single? Can you ask that again? But it's a definition that you that we gave. No, no, he's single because. Like, listen. So he's yes, he's single. He's going to be always single because we gave the definition. Yes. So then, can you ask why again? I can't because it's the definition. It's yeah, defined. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's the end of the information. I want to question why. Saying, no, I know you may want. If you have an answer and you can't question why anymore, doesn't that mean that you found what you were looking for? Yeah, I just found that I cannot prove it wrong, but like I feel like I have to question more. Yes, but what I'm saying is, you you can question it every day of your life, right? The point is that when you ask why, right, you were talking about the infinite progress, pro sorry, process of like continually asking why, but I showed you that for a priori truth, which is the example, like the, the bachelor example is an example of a priori truth. For a priori truth, there is no infinite regression of why because it follows from the definitions and that is that. That is the sufficient reason 
that the conclusion must be true. Yeah. And it doesn't rely on the, it doesn't rely on the predication of it that you do when you postulate it. It just is that way because it has to be, as we said, because it follows from the definition. Man, I honestly feel you have to send me this. So I sent it to my philosopher teacher. If you can find me a logical reason to prove this is wrong. I'd love to do because that. Because I think even like I think he's gonna be curious, like and he's gonna say that I'm smoking too much weed or some shit. I'm gonna say if you send it to me, I'm gonna ask him like um look, we have been debating this. can you find any logical like a uh, mistake, like just logically speaking on this like uh this like like this theory here? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a good idea. I, I would love to hear what he has to say about it. Do you have that? I assume that you have that all on paper with the, the terms, like yeah. the key points, yeah. the, what data mm-hmm. means, what public. Okay. Yeah. You can send me that. that. I will send it to him and let's see what he says. I think I still have him. He's now. <laughs> he went from philosopher teacher and he's trying to put himself into like politics. <laughs> That's an interesting transition. No, he's still a teacher, right? But he he started like a like a how do you call it a party and a national party, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, okay, yeah, like a. Oh, I don't actually know the term. It's a democratic party, but if not, if you don't have a democracy, I don't know. What what? what I just what started like a, like a new like party, you know. What. Uh, he created from the ground. Here it works like this. You go to the public, you you get 3,000 signatures and you can start your own party, the democratic like uh, republic. You know, you can apply to, to be the president of that republic. Yeah, yeah, something like that. At least he's a smart guy, you know, like he, he teaches philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So sure, he yeah. at least has I'd a good background, know. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know his opinion on it, man. But like you were telling me, you know, we were talking, and yeah, I feel like I can answer that question because when we when we refer to like the fact that um, you can't why, ask why again for definitional truth, which is known in philosophy as a priori truth, right? If we can arrive at a definitional truth for like um, a conclusion about reality, then that's the sort of thing where the why, the infinite why, stops. Like it has to stop yeah. because you know. And when you're creating a theory of truth or reality, it has to be, I think, a closed system so that there are no questions mm-hmm. that you have to, there's no infinite regression yes. of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you're trying to create a closed system in your theory, right? Um, well, it, it is supposed to completely describe the way things are, yes. Okay. I assume that's what you mean by closed system. Huh? I said I assume that is what you mean by closed system. Well, yeah, I think so. Well, a closed system is basically a system where there's no infinite regression of further questions, like it, it's self-answering then, yeah. theory. Then, yeah. 